Welcome back to Chapel's Corner. It's your host, Fire Chapel. It's early Wednesday morning, 527 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, a.k.a. NYC time. And in honor of hump day, I thought it was only right that we talk about orgasms <laughs> or faking orgasms. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. That's something that we should talk about because it's something that's just been going on forever, right? As long as men and women have been having sex, or women and women or men and men, it doesn't matter. As long as there's sex, there's going to be orgasms, fake orgasms, and authentic orgasms. So, I say, why not we should not discuss this as a family and bring it up at Chapel's counter. So... All right, it's my belief, right? Me personally, that you know, faking orgasms is no way to live your life, child. I mean, why? Ooh, no. If you're faking it, right? Obviously, you're not getting the real feeling of it. And if you're not getting the real feeling of it, then you're not being pleased. If you're not being pleased, and you're not, you know, you're not enjoying it. And if you're not enjoying it, then then what what are you feeling at that point, you know? Somebody's on top of you, inside you, you know, they're touching on you, they're, they're pounding on your heart and heavy, giving it all they got. And, you know, forget not getting orgasm. Sometimes you just might not feel anything at all. I mean, okay, okay, okay. So you decide to fake the, you know, you want to, okay, I get it. I get it. Faking the orgasms may stroke your partner's ego for the moment. I agree. But in the long run, you know, both parties are losing out. Okay? Because you're selling him a dream that he's this beast in the bedroom. You know, this mandingo, king dingling thing. And in all reality, you know, he doesn't even spark an iota of a flame in your furnace down below. Okay, and then for you, you're cheating yourself because you're not necessarily speaking up. And so therefore, you're not um, giving them, first of all, a chance to maybe better get better for you. And two, you're automatically just uh, sacrificed all and any pleasure that you could possibly and potentially feel, you know, during these encounters in these sessions. Now, it's hard to come to the realization that your main focus during sex should not I repeat not be putting the guy at ease and making him feel like he did a good job sexing you you know I get it though the fake it till you make it hey you know all right okay Uh, yeah I get it I get it but you know and some people ain't even good at the fake or you know it's not even child let's not even go there because there's some men that even know that you're faking it that's what is bad you know and I did read an article that said a woman was speaking on something like that. But, you know, the porn industry doesn't help at all, right? Because the porn industry has pretty much instilled a certain expectation that sex can usually and for the most part make most women come. You know, and I'm, you know, insert roll eyes emoji here. Because in my opinion, it's like really a lot of embellished acting and over the top of fake stuff. And if you take a look, times if you ever did to um, do some research on the porn industry, what what it's really about in essence, and 
what really goes into it. All those curated little nice little four minute seeds is usually like a day of it's like one whole day, sometimes two days of just intense fuck sections where there's a lot of alcohol involved and there's a lot of um, drugs involved as well. These drugs are going to make them want to have sex um, all day, all night, whether it's an MDMA or some kind of a coke or something. But at the same time, they also have sex and enhancement drugs for the males because certain drugs, um, even though it makes them horny, it makes them kind of like impotent and soft and they can't get, you know, so hard. So you got to understand all of this is for a show. It's a put on and everything, you know, they got to get you to want to pay. And this is a, it's an industry. People, you know, are selling a fantasy here and they do it well. But so I think it just gets people to be, especially women to just feel like, you know, it's just like, you know, well, I don't feel like how she looks like how she feels pleasure all the time. As soon as he touches her or is inside her or as soon as like, you know, when he's getting ready to ejaculate and whatever, she just is there in full erotica, you know, in all her glory, just, you know, orgasming and stuff and why don't I feel that way so then you put on you know you put on the show because you don't want to you know you're confused and understanding nope but it's not that anyway even men though believe that there is um some kind of a foolproof recipe for female orgasms for instance maybe if the woman gets on top or if they you know please her with oral sex before they actually do the deed and sure this works a lot. This works often, but a lot of times it doesn't. And unfortunately, that's where the fake it till you make it approach comes in rather than, um, you know, a couple or a, a, a woman necessarily um, taking the time to an effort to work on it with a partner, basically speaking up, you know, or or, you know, maybe you have tried to express to your partner what it is that you needed sexually from them in order to 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 not only feel something but once you feel something you know you're gonna you're gonna automatically you know give off that same energy back you know once you feeling good he's gonna feel good and it's gonna be a give and take process that's just gonna be like the cycle of love and, and, and sexual energy flowing but like I said, maybe you've tried to express it to your partner what you needed sexually only to find that your partner wasn't necessarily as open to trying new things or new ideas like you were, okay? And some partners, let's be honest, are just selfish in the bedroom. It could be a man and it could be a woman. So as far as they're concerned, they, you know, they, they got, the, you know, I got mine. You better get yours. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yo, like... Uh, I'm responsible for mine. Basically, you're responsible for yours. So by the time we get to the finish game, you better make sure you did what you needed to do. And so um, those kind of people, you know, then that's different. Okay. Right now we're talking or speaking towards the ones who haven't spent the time and effort to work on it or speak up and say, you know, to the partner, this is how I feel. Or maybe I want to try something new or watch this porno with me. Let's try to do this thing that they're doing here. We never tried something. That, I don't know. But just to bring it up. So, um, and, the, you know, the question is, because it's a lot of women who feel that way now. Because if, if, if it wasn't a lot of women that felt that way. Or if it wasn't a lot of women, or if there was a lot of women that felt comfortable enough to say to their partners what it was they was doing wrong or could do better, then we wouldn't have this damn epidemic of this fake orgasm thing going around. You, you get what I'm saying? So it must be something that's being said. Maybe it's a dialogue. We don't know how to come to the table. It's the same way like people get together and they, you know, they sex with a lot of people have sex. They never can sit down and actually have a, a mature adult conversation about sex. You know, it's just certain things. It's just taboo. We just don't talk about or like, you know, been tested and things of that nature. You know what I mean? But why is it that women are so more prone to not speak up and just lay there 
and take it. I mean, literally, in a good way or a bad way, however you, however you look at it. Well, in my opinion, it's because of this. You know, while the world tells women or tells us women that we should enjoy sex and have a lot of it, right? The world doesn't exactly tell people or us women how to enjoy it. It's not, you know, it's not that how do you, you know, these are things you got to learn along the way. Did you probably learn through sexual experiences? That's what they call the coming to your sexual comfort zone or your sexuality and understanding what you want and what you like. But the world doesn't necessarily tell you that or how to enjoy it or that you should enjoy it. It just shows you images and things. And then you go and experience it and you try to understand and piece it together. There's people having um, sex today. It's great sex. They, they, you know, or, or, and it's not even bad, like, you know, terrible sex. It just feels good, though, and they, they haven't had an orgasm. Some people haven't orgasmed that many times in their lives at all. They could literally count on one hand, and some people, if they're blessed, they just have one great partner that they're just, man, their bodies aren't tuned, like two oil machines, like two two uh, Siamese twins that's connected. You don't know where he's at, and she she began and he end kind of thing, where they just, like, you don't sync like that, then, damn, you ain't you won't have that, like, sexual, that chakra injury going to be strong every time. You know what I'm saying? Toe-crawling, mind-blowing, you know, out-of-this-world sex. Kind of, kind of thing and then you know that's amazing and I know dumb people that experience that you know compared to the different other types you know that's nothing type of sex so you, why wouldn't you want to achieve the maximum uh, I guess level of pleasure that you could if all it takes is just simply speaking up so like I said in my opinion the world doesn't tell people how to enjoy sex and until the conversation about sex shifts from what it is that men like to what it is that women like instead, you know, then a lot of women aren't going to know how to ask for and get what they want in bed and will continue to fake it, okay? And, 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 and um, there's a lot of reasons why. You know, some people fake it because they're tired too. They're just tired and they want it to be over. That's how bad it is. Or maybe they're just tired and they want to go to bed. And we say, hey, sometimes we drunk. We're drunk and we feel theatrical. I mean, come on, the best uh, fake orgasm that I think everybody knows of is um, Meg Ryan's uh, or fake orgasm in the in the diner in that famous scene in Harry Met Sally. Shoot, but yeah, like I said, sometimes you know you just had enough to drink, you just feel theatrical. I mean, hell, if I had one too many to drink, I'd fake orgasm, pull a rabbit out of my vagina, and scream out, you know, was this your card? You know, I'm just going to get all, you know, you get all into it. And you know how you feel when you're on liquor, man. You're on, like, you drink your libations and your spirits. <laughs> you start swinging on the chandelier like Sia. I say that all the time. Boy, I got to find me a good sturdy chandelier one day, boy. I'm going to do that. Yeah. And the wrecking ball like Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I'm going to swing on the wrecking ball. I came in like a wrecking ball. Yeah, I can't, y'all can't make songs like that. Chapel sings something. Anyway, back to fake orgasms because um, I'm getting a little sidetracked here. Yeah, so sex uh, can be, you know, because of those reasons. But, right, we you know, what it is is, um, again, your partner would have to actually care about actually pleasing you. Now, some people, some men now, are very into pleasing the woman. It doesn't. It could be because they're into the woman. It could be because they love the woman. They're in a relationship with them. But nine out of ten is because, for their ego or for them to enjoy it themselves, they need to know that the woman is enjoying themselves. Like, 
I have to make you feel good. I want they want to feel good too, okay. But at the same time, like there's something about them that also like for them to get the most out of it, like you got to be into it as well. And they understand and know that in order for you to be into it, it, it a lot of that determines on what they're doing or bringing in too. You know, kind of like they're leading, so to speak. So, um. They would be open to those kind of things. I mean, some men probably would just ask you in the beginning. They might sound kind of freaky when they're coming up to you, when they're, you're, you know, you're dating them or you sleep with them or whatever, or they just into you or they're just like, they might sound really lusty, but they might ask you like, you know, what are you into? You know, you do, you know, do you like to be eating out or, you know, do you, do you are you into threes? You know, they'll ask you like different things just to kind of find out whatever, because um some people like to explore people's sexualities and stuff or during sex, like, you know, I, like, <clears throat> I personally like pillow talk. I like talking, you know, somebody just might ask you, does it feel good or something? You know, all right, hey now, you know. Now you just get going and some people need different things like i'm the type of person i'm i'm a fire sign i love passion so i like a lot of that intense kind of like uh you know you stumble in the house and you kind of like you know all against the wall the pictures is falling off and then kind of like ripping his clothes off but you're you know ripping, and it's kind of like hot and steamy but you just got can't get your clothes off fast enough yeah like that like really just like passionate and steamy and hot like that and just kind of like take me down and I need all that 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 turns me on also like I said like you know aggression pillow talking and just somebody that just knows what they doing it's a combination of things for me that would really get me there it's not always that way though let's be honest you know sometimes the stroke is right but you know it's not really passionate it's just I just doing it feels good you know just it doesn't always just ah, whatever but moving on um and then you know some women have an orgasmia and an orgasmia is the inability to have an orgasm omg insert home alone inspired scared emoji face here ah are you serious but we're not talking about them right now we're talking about the non-anorgasmia people and the fact remains that non-anorgasmic uh, orgasmia women cannot climax from penetrative intercourse alone okay which means just being penetrated in the vagina it's not that is not the only way or the you know not solely based on that can a woman um climax or have uh orgasm most women need direct clitoral stimulation okay actually more clitoral stimulation than you ever think is necessary to have an orgasm you know what i mean and they say it's actually like more than over 20 minutes of it during like a session whether it's foreplay and during sex or whatever but that's where it is you know what i'm saying that's like little the little heart of the thing that's going to lead into the little stuff inside you that's you know going to start getting your um stuff going so um i think more women should have orgasms right lady i think i think we should all agree that more women we should all you know you know what i'm saying but first some of us have to admit that we're not able to come to the table with to the men with the discussion at hand and say what it is that we like. Um, there's also been studies that have shown that single women are going to have less orgasms than women that are in um, stable relationships. And the reason for that is because since your partner is not committed to you and you're not committed to your partner and you guys aren't in relationships, single women feel less comfortable to go to their um I guess the guys they're sleeping with, whether it's a fuck buddy or whatever, they just feel less comfortable to go to them and be like, hey, you know, because it sounds like a relationship talk, you know, to say, hey, you know, um, in the bedroom, I, you know, do you think we could try? And, and that was one thing if you want to be freaky and bring a third party, and that's a different thing. But I mean, like certain things that you don't know, you don't feel comfortable to talk to them about, especially during sex, you're not going to ask. <clears throat> And also, they said um, for the man being single in a relationship with a woman, not in a relationship, but in a sexual kind of relationship with a woman, um, they said that he would not think 
like to just ask her you know what i'm saying unless, unless he's just a freak like that and he just wants to know but he wouldn't think to just come through and just be like hey let's sit down and talk about i want to know i need to know am i pleasing you because it's very important for me to know that at least because it sounds more like a thing conversation and so it's not going to come up whereas a couple who has sex on a more pretty regular basis and see each other and building on a lot of um, emotional levels and bonds or whatever probably going to be able to have this conversation more or just build more through the more um, intense times they have sex with emotions and more honest open and allowed emotions involved in it you know but um yeah so i figured that i'm gonna take a break when i come back i wanted to read an article from bustle.com by vanessa marin entitled what to do if you've been faking orgasms with your partner hmm and i thought it was a good read because uh, we had a lady or an old lady wrote into her and so they share her question and I thought a lot of women would relate so I wanted to you know share a real perspective from a woman who's dealing with it and then read the answer that the author had for this woman so I'll be back after the break and uh read that article to see you soon chapel's corner back from break it's your host chapo welcome back to chapo's corner and we are discussing fake orgasms or faking orgasms Mm-mm-mm. well one thing i wanted to say before i do get into this next article that i forgot to mention in the first segment is that faking it is dishonest ladies and gentlemen so you should always be aware that your partner just may find out that you are indeed faking it now how that affects their ego will pretty much depend on how they respond to the fact that you've basically been lying to them the entire time so while it might be comforting to them in the moment like we mentioned earlier to think that they are pleasing you your sexual relationship at that point is basically being built on a fundamental lie frankly my dear there's a good chance they're just going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out and that, um, you know, you're just going to be exposed because no one is that good of an actor. Except for Meg Ryan and when Harry met Sally. Okay. Now, we're going to get to this article. It is entitled, What to Do. What to do if you've been faking an orgasm and you know you have. I don't even fake it. There's no point in faking them anymore. If you don't feel it, you don't feel it. You ain't faking a thing. You got to work for that. You got you to gotta earn that. That, oh, uh, yeah, you got to earn all that. So, this is Vanessa Marin. And uh, I like that somebody wrote in and asked the question. So, she started her own personal experience of faking an orgasm with her significant other and was asking for advice, pretty much, on what to do. So, Vanessa says, we're always hearing that we could be having better sex, a better orgasm, or a better relationship. But how often do we hear the nitty gritty of how we can actually better understand our deepest desires and most embarrassing questions? Okay, so um, no gender, sexual orientation or question is off limits. So it says what to do, what to do if your partner has been or if you've been faking an orgasm with your partner. So the question that was asked by the um, reader or the writer is, I have been with my boyfriend for over a year. When we first started hooking up, I faked it. 
it wasn't so much a full-blown fake orgasm. I just sort of let him believe he made me come. I did it because I thought it would be too awkward to tell him I've never had an orgasm. Now that we've become much more serious, I don't have the heart to keep faking it. Yeah, you're kind of just going to get in the way after a while. And also, why you want to be with somebody serious that can't really please you? That's going to, you know, you don't want to be in a position where you technically, like, don't put yourself in a position to potentially cheat later with someone who you might have a um, stronger, you know, sexual attraction to. She says, I can tell. Um, She said, but I've created an even more uncomfortable situation sex has become so awkward exactly like you're not even looking forward to it ew he's looking at you all like hey baby come here and you're like ew gross <laughs> she said i can tell he's confused about why nothing is happening for me anymore yeah because you can't even keep up the act after a while it's like please he keeps, how are you going to act excited about something that you're just tired of doing that doesn't feel that great? Or, you know, like, you don't feel anything. Watching somebody else get off all the time while you don't. <sighs> he keeps asking me if I want him to do something different and I have no idea what to say. I like having sex with him. It's not that he's doing anything bad or wrong. It's just he hasn't made me orgasm. Do I need to confess? How do I admit this to him without breaking his trust? And that was her question. So uh, Vanessa answers. Says, thanks for the question. First of all, you are not alone. This is one of the most popular topics that I could cover in finishing school. Um, my online orgasm course for women. So I know there are a lot of women out there who can relate to your situation. There are a lot of reasons why women fake orgasm, but many of them boil down to pressure. Women feel so much pressure to have orgasms. I think women wind up faking orgasms more frequently than they actually have them. So let's jump right into how to rebound from fake orgasms. Know that faked orgasms never hurt anyone. Well, uh, maybe initially at first. Let's see what they say. Even though it has resulted in some awkwardness, I think it's a great that you're decided to stop faking orgasms with your boyfriend. Before I share my thoughts on how you and your boyfriend can move forward from here, let me quickly offer a word of advice to all the other ladies out there. Don't fake your orgasms. Believe me, I know how tempting it can feel to fake an orgasm, especially when you're with a new partner. But faked orgasms don't do either of you any favors. You end up spending so much attention trying to convincingly fake an orgasm that you usually don't end up enjoying very much yourself. Um, Your partner doesn't get to learn how to actually bring you pleasure. I know it's hard to talk about these topics openly and honestly when you're just starting to hook up with someone new. But I think it's much better to say something like, hey... Just want to let you know, I haven't had an orgasm yet, but I still love having sex. So now you're admitting to them that they never really gave you an orgasm, but at the same time, you're saying you still enjoy the act of sex. And that's only if it's true. Don't go telling nobody that you're enjoying, um, you know, their sex when you really don't. As, or, or the same thing as lying about an orgasm. Or just say, um, just a heads up, that it's, it's harder for me to orgasm with a partner, but I still enjoy myself. 
However, I also have um, a caveat. As I've said in so many of my columns, I wholeheartedly believe that women have the right to do whatever they want with their bodies. I'm here to get advice, but every woman is the ultimate authority on what feels right for her situation. There may be times where faking your orgasm seems like the better or even safer option. I mean, hell, if it's your sugar daddy or something. I mean, I don't have one, but I'm just saying, I'm, you know, I like to, I'm, I understand. I'm like almost like down to earth, but you know, I, I get it. I'm hip to what's going on out here. But my point is, you know, you wouldn't want to upset him now, would you? <laughs> you know, so. Vanessa says, come clean. Okay. So let's talk about what you should do now. Given what I've written above the paragraph and above paragraph, it's probably won't surprise you that I recommend honesty moving forward. I know the prospect of coming clean, no pun intended, haha, can sound intimidating, but I think it's the best chance for eventually learning how to orgasm with your partner. I mean, isn't that the ultimate goal here, ladies and gentlemen? You know what I'm saying? And it that that's what the goal is. Hey, we both everybody just wanna feel good. I want you to feel good. I wanna make you feel good. I want you to make me feel good. I wanna make you feel even better. You make me feel even better. And then you know it's kinda of like a challenge. I make you feel even better, better, better. Hello, somebody. And then we reach the top of Mount Everest and 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 and, and, and plant a flag on that bitch, so to speak. And then the bells will ring and angels sing and the sky crack, you know, all that stuff. It's magical. Isn't that the goal at the end of the day? Otherwise, what the hell are you take your damn clothes off for? Ugh. What was I? It says, uh, but don't worry, I got you covered with a word-for-word explanation that you can share with your boyfriend, complete with a breakdown of each part of the conversation. <clears throat> she said, I would, I would recommend sitting down with your partner when you're both feeling relatively calm and open. Here's what you could say. Hey, babe, I want to talk to you about something that's hard for me to talk about. I always recommend letting your partner know how you're feeling before having a conversation. Saying something like, I'm nervous, so I'm really hoping you can just listen, sets your partner up to be compassionate and gentle. Yeah, try. Some some of these guys still don't get it. They be like, so, and what's the problem? And so? (laughs) Compassion. Um, When we first... um, Or you could say, when we first started hooking up, I was so into you and really wanted everything to go perfectly. I'd never had an orgasm when I'd met you, and I felt too embarrassed to tell you that. So I ended up trying to pretend that I had them. Provide some sort of explanation why you faked it. You told your boyfriend a bit of a white lie, after all, which may be upsetting to him once he knows the truth. But only to their ego, and also because sometimes, after all, they be talking to you about later, like, hey, girl, can't wait to get on with you again tonight, so we can, and you over there lying, like, yeah, so we can, yeah, because I can't wait, you know, the, you know, I love when you make me orgasm, you know, y'all be lying, we be lying, and then you tell them later on, nah, I was lying, like, you really don't make me feel good at all, yeah, that's kind of, come on, that's kind of, you know, but if you want to work at getting to this orgasm with your partner, you got to have this conversation. Yes, so it says, which may be upsetting for him once he knows the truth. But it's important for him to understand that it was never intended to hurt his feelings. Most women feel a lot of pressure to know how to orgasm and feel embarrassed if they don't. So you can share that with your partner, what that experience is like. So you could also say, she said things like, this is what you could say. Just to be clear, I really enjoy having sex with you. I just don't know yet what my body needs to have an orgasm, but I still feel a lot of pleasure. Well, that can open up the door to a discussion. 
you know, where people could just kind of start to experiment. Again, especially if you're open to experiencing something like that with your partner. Um, This helps your partner understand that sex isn't just about having an orgasm. The fact that you haven't had 20 seconds of orgasmic bliss at the end of your hookups doesn't mean you haven't enjoyed all the other moments of pleasure and connection. True. Okay. You also say, then I started developing real feelings for you, and I realized I didn't want to fake anything with you. I know you I know you noticed a change, so I wanted to come clean and explain what's been going on through my head. I'm sorry I made that decision, and I'm sorry if I hurt you. They said, this gives your partner some positive reinforcement that you're coming clean for really good reasons. It also gives them some validation for any confusing confusion that he might have been feeling. Because some of you, if y'all do decide to be honest, let's be honest, ladies. When we do, if, if there was a time, nobody wants to be honest. No one wants to hurt nobody feeling. I don't want to hurt his feelings. I don't want to, you know, I just don't want to do that to him. You know, he's such a nice guy. And I don't want him to know what he's going to know that I was faking it. Right? It kills me. But what happens as soon as we mad? As soon as we mad at a man, or as soon as we get into a little spit, spat with them, and we going back and forth, the first thing you're going to throw at is, yeah, yeah, that's why you ain't never maybe had an orgasm. You ain't never maybe bust a nut. You don't feel nothing. Your dick is small and, 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 and shriveled up and shit, right? You don't give a fuck about hurting motherfucking feelings then. You only know when you feel bad about hurting his <laughs> when you feel bad about hurting his feelings at that time is if y'all make up later. Then you feel bad like, dang, I shouldn't have said all that. Yeah, because then you start feeling like how you felt before when you liked them. When you like the person, you don't want to hurt their feelings, I guess, or when you have some kind of respect for them. But truth be told, there is a time when you was gonna tell the truth. But why not tell the truth the right way sometimes instead of just waiting for us to be angry at them and be like, and that's why your shit don't work right for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> honesty is the best policy. Uh, This is the last one she put. I also feel excited about being able to move forward and actually learn how to have orgasms. I know I have um, some exploring I want to do. Yeah, tell them that. I know I have some exploring that I want to do, and I'm hoping you can join me in playing around with some stuff, too. That's a great way to bring it up because now, you know, y'all are doing, y'all are on a little sexual escapade and adventure where you're going to try new things and challenge each other and learn, you know, about each other's bodies along the way, what makes each other, you know, feel good or whatever. Because at least now you're trying. Because with the fake thing, you're not trying. And then all you're going to do is keep blaming. Well, you're going to complain later to your homegirls or somebody that this person is not sexing you right. Or they don't feel right or whatever. But you're not necessarily saying anything, which is not fair. So how can they change when you're lying to them, trying to make them feel like everything they're doing is right? Then later on, you know, you meet somebody else and you tell them, well, sex to him is better. Or I like how she do this. Or, but you never really opened your mouth and tried to explain to your partner in a nice way, too. Nothing disrespectful because you was mad at them, like I said, and wanted to just throw something out there and be cruel. But you never took the time to explain to your partner and say, hey, look. Um, you know, let's try this new thing, you know, so don't, don't, you know, don't, uh, be throwing nobody on the bus talking about their sex is bad or whatever, you never really try. Now, that's only if you really want to experience something better with them, but my point is, you know, speak up, you know what you like. Okay, so, they also said here that, um, if you don't want to come clean the other option obviously is to keep on telling little white lies which um you know and come partially clean so they say you can say something like i've been reading up on female orgasm and realizing there are a lot of things i'd like to try out are you into exploring with me like you know it's it's, sometimes it's not what you say it's how you say it I think you could pretty much say anything to anybody. It's just your delivery. Like, sometimes the delivery is just bad. You're just like, damn. Or some people, sometimes people, they don't hear themselves. And you'd be like, damn, you just, can you, you just, can you, you don't, you ain't got no filter. 
You just do not know how to put the filter on. It's not that they meant, you know, wet in, in, in any ill or, or had any bad intentions. It's just the delivery was bad. Sometimes you just got to have a good delivery. So ask your partner to play around with new techniques with you, you know. Um, but the point is to be honest with your feedback as you explore, you know. Because maybe you want things to work. Maybe you know that there's um, something there that you could try. But anyway. And then be open to the fact that they might be ready to meet you halfway and they might not. You know what I'm saying? And then you got to decide what you're going to do from there. Okay, let me say. I mean, this is a pretty good article. I'm just I'm looking down because I just wanted to see where. So now she says, all right, so now we're going to talk about some responses that the guy might have, I guess. So, you know, if you go this route, they said there's a good chance your boyfriend might respond with something like, why do you want to try new things? I don't know what man would say that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> or um, has what we've been doing not been working for you? Now, yeah, that's true. That question can come up. Why do you want to try new things? Because, is it because the things that we've been doing lately haven't been working? And they might even ask even more direct questions um, like, have you been faking an orgasm? And you might have to be faced with having to decide whether you're going to tell them an outright lie or tell them the truth, you know. But if you don't want to find yourself going back into that situation, the bad sex, you may as well just end up coming fully clean in the end. Ooh, yes. And that's it. So that's the article there. And that's what I wanted to share. It's about this. So really, what it is, like, what I guess what this point of this episode really is to just stress on how to um, not have to have to fake the orgasm. You know what I mean? Like, how to just approach it so that everybody could just enjoy sex. Like, why do you have to sacrifice it? Because you can't open up your mouth and be honest or something. Maybe all sex can be great with everybody if everybody just opened up. Maybe there's not such thing as bad sex. Maybe just something is bad communication. Um... I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, um, maybe if we open up the communication lines and the discussion tables and stuff, I'm open down to discuss anything. But I do agree, especially with a hookup culture in a situation where you're just, um, you know, you're swiping right or left or whatever the situation is, and you're just hooking up and everybody's just temporary and nobody's really there past maybe a month or 90 days, and you're constantly switching up and switching up and switching up. Of course, you're not going to sit there to take the time to, you probably screw everybody a few times, once, sometimes, on a one-night stand, sometimes two, three times, and then maybe it's over with, and then it's done. So who's going to have the time to sit down and say, well, you didn't please me, right? You're just going to say, well, he was a good, bad sex partner or good, you know, bad or good. It's usually the people that you want to build with and you actually um, want to feel a connection to because sex is a way to also connect with people. It's sad that people just use it not just to bust a nut and just, you know, for like really fleshy things. But there used to be a way to get... um a lot of, and also I was looking at something the other day that was talking about sexual demons because, you know, there's everybody believes in vibes and energies, but you got to understand when you have sex with people, everybody has certain spirits and vibes and energies on them. You know, you got uh, wicked women, you got wicked men, demonic men even, like, you know, like they look like clean things on the, on, the, on the outside, but on the inside they're really dark and wicked. And you got to understand when you have sex with people, you do this, um, like, transference of, like, energies. And that's why a lot of times, like, different people have a lot of dark energies to left on them from their exes and things like that and people that they slept with. So... Um, that's a little off topic, but my point is, usually it's made for a connection purpose, you know, for some kind of, um, I haven't said that, I feel something the other day, I can't remember, the, it was, it's a sex, something, it says sexual, it said, as for something, it said evolution, 
of exchange. A sexual, um, it's a sacred energy exchange. It says sex stood for a sacred energy exchange. And then that's what the whole concept was. was again, bringing up, bringing up how when you are having sex with somebody, it's an energy exchange. There's something cosmic. It's something kind of powerful that's supposed to be going on. It's obviously manipulated now to just be dirty. But there's too many people coming into many, too many dark um, energy things. And they're tapping into it and don't even know why. You know, and, and um, yeah, on that note, though, do not fake orgasm. Just be honest with your partner or... Stop having sex with them. I think the only if you really want to be if you just dating them, maybe you don't have to be honest with them at all. It's just you don't want to have the discussion, you don't want to hurt them, just stop having sex with them. But if this is somebody you want to be with and have a relationship with and build with and have some kind of a future with, then you're gonna to have to be honest, not just for um for yourself, first of all. So you how I mean, how are you gonna end up pleasing them? You know what's gonna happen in turn you in turn you're gonna to turn to be a boring partner for them. Because you're not responding. Men do not want, I mean, you want to, you want to know that your partner is feeling good. They're not going to want, they're going to start to feel like they're violating you. They're raping something, you know, it's not going to feel good. And then maybe they're going to cheat. Then you're going to be like, damn, he don't feel, he can't even make me, give me an orgasm. Now he's cheating. Don't do that. It's better to speak up and try to save something that she can if you potentially still have time to. And on that note, I am going to uh, bow gracefully. It's early. The sun is just creeping up, 6.20 a.m., Wednesday, August 22nd, and uh, it's hump day. So in honor of hump day, we just spoke about faking orgasms. I mean, hell, if you have an orgasm or not have an orgasm, you're getting penetrated at all, more power to you. You know what I'm saying? Because it it's just uh, the dry bones over here. It is dry. It's all right, though. I'll see you a little later on Chapel's Corner. If you want to get in touch with me, hit me up with Graham, Fire Chapel, send me a tweet on Fire Chapel. See you a little later. Y'all be good. Have a blessed day. Chapel's Corner. Thank you.